You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Amazed at what I am I say what I think That the company stinks Yes, I'm a union man When we meet in the local hall I'll be voting with them all With a hell of a shout It's out, brothers, out And the rise of the company's fall Oh, It's never, it's not renowned for telling the truth, so I mean, 
I couldn't imagine them, but they, they might have their insiders, which would be right. They'd be buying someone, this is what they do. But, uh, you know, if that's a fact, it'd be devastating for our members out there and the construction industry in general, because we, we really need to get it up and running. Um, folks out there suffering and the jobs, I mean, we're going around Paris and they're, they're still, it's very quiet. You know, I mean, you can let off a scatter gun on some sites and you wouldn't hit anybody from 30 feet. But anyway. Well, you, you had these half-pot people uninformed saying that the government hasn't been consulting with any um, businesses or employee groups. Well, our union, along with the other construction unions, have been consulting with government and also with the registered authorities like the master plumbers and the master builders on a daily, if not weekly basis. Uh, daily basis. Da daily basis to try and ensure that we can open up our industry. We've got some of the best contract tracing. Every foreman knows if someone's walking offside at, at you know, quarter past three instead of 3.30. Trust me, we know exactly where everyone is on site, or at least the bosses do. They're always watching it if we try and get away a bit five minutes early. So uh, a foreman these days can tell exactly what bathroom you've worked in, what floor you worked on, what room you sat in, where exactly what seat you sat in for smoko. Uh, you know, what, what even gate you entered the job site on. So our contract tracing, second to none, and, and we're hoping that with what we've been doing in the industry, we can at least lift this up to 50% come uh, September the 14th, because the 25 percent's not working. Well, 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 I can honestly say that I know the fact that all the state secretaries are working on a daily basis and they're bending over backwards to do whatever they can to get this, this industry back up and running. Welcome and roll, and it's a credit to them. But as you said, the, the, the mapping and all the rest of it is second to none. It's, it's not a rule. We've only had really two massive uh, contaminations on jobs. And the rest of it, the, the, for the amount of people that work in the industry, it, it's, it's mind-boggling that we haven't had any more, but it just shows that all the procedures that have been put in place, the stagnated starting times and smokers and lunches, the cleansing of all of the amenities, the, job, the number keeping, the knowing who's coming in, who's going, as you said, it is working. So, uh, you know, we'll be throwing that at the state government. At least you get the construction industry. We'll get a bit of revenue into the into the economy, into the you know, into the piggy bank there. And uh, the only thing is, public perception is, why should those bastards go back to work when we're all going to sit at home? And that'll be probably the dominating factor. But as it turns out, who, who knows? We'll, we'll see what, what Andrews has to say on Sunday. Fingers crossed. And I'm, I'm confident we'll get some sort of outcome. But then again, unlike the hell's gun, yeah. I, I don't profess to know everything. Well, just to add to that, Andy, just like you're saying, all our revisions um, with the COVID policy, we've gone above and beyond from day dot. So um, even with our advanced PPE, if it means that we've got to wear um, certain types of um, equipment just so to get the boys back to work, um, that's what we'll do. But um, it goes to show you, especially now with the recession, how much um, Victoria adds to um, the GDP of the, of the nation. So we want to get everyone back safely, obviously, but, um, yeah, let's do it sooner than later in a safe manner. I mean... We, as Andy said before, we have only had those two outbreaks. We have had a lot of isolated, um, you know, COVID positives on construction sites, which were dealt with straight away. Uh, our testing, I think we're up to about 22,000 tests in construction in, in the greater metropolitan Melbourne area alone. So we've tested ourselves internally 
through the Incolink bus, 20, 22,000 people. That's a fair effort. Two outbreaks, one at, one at Premier Tower, beautiful yeah, building that it is, and and, and, and the FinTech job in Footscray, and both of them were uh, back up and running within a, a number of, I think it was a week for the Premier Tower and a bit longer for FinTech, but every single person connected with those projects got tested, uh, contract tracing was done, and, uh, you know, you move on. And those jobs are still going full steam ahead at the moment. That's it. West, the other 75%. Yeah, Johnny, you're talking about the health and safety of the the, the members. You know that's that's our uh, that's the main ob objective, really, in it, getting the boys back to work safely. And there's a lot of members sitting at home at the moment that might be um, suffering a little bit with mental health issues. You know, um, they're not on their own. That's it's starting to become more and more um, sort of frequent, I suppose. Or uh, it's a bit of a concern um, the longer this. Uh, pandemic goes on so if there's any members out there or if you think anyone's struggling get hold of Inkling or ring the union and we'll um, try and help uh, the members out with the, the trouble they're going through. 100% that's what it's there for. There was a, not an advertisement but someone you know you can write in to the newspaper have a little comment there was a comment uh, a few months back at the start of sort of lockdown uh, where someone wrote in that their brother was a long-time member of the plumbers' union, retired, I think he was about in his 80s, and he got a call from someone in our office just to say, mate, if you're doing all right, do you need anyone to drop around some milk and bread? So it is wonderful that we still do look after our workmates. I mean, we've worked for them, some people, for 40, 50 years. So uh, if you do know of anyone, as Simon said, yeah, give them a call up. Give them a cheerio. EBAs, boys, what's happening? Oh, everything. Yeah. Boys doing the rounds. Well, we've been going around and handing out, hand delivering the EBAs, and uh, we've had a good response, I must say. Have. Uh, even though some associations aren't known to fire one, but some of them aren't, aren't really playing ball at the moment, but we believe we'll get there, obviously. Now, there's, the only things they're to dispute in a couple of little tiny things, so... We're saying that it's signed soon to live. We won't be changing and those who will sign. And there's plenty of them out there who are signing. Plenty of them mm. out there that are signing. So the ones that don't, well, you know, what happens, happens. But uh, it's a good response out there. We've delivered our revenue about 200 of our agreements. You're right, Ian. We've got the uh, regular whingers that always have a whinge about something, Definitely. but um, it's just something you've got to put up with. It, it, it's funny. You got the uh, you go to some of these factories and you get some uh, open doors straight in. They introduce you to everyone on, on, in the factory, the tea lady, and obviously we're all wearing masks. That goes without saying. But, you know, very proud of, of their workshop and these are our welding base. This is what we do with our apprentices. And then I got this other boss the other day, wouldn't even meet me at his factory. I had to meet him at a car park, <laughs> a car park about two blocks away from his factory. We were like doing some sort of clandestine drug deal. Yeah, yeah. I said, mate, it's just your EBA, you know what I mean? So yeah, have a bit of a laugh about that. That makes you wonder what he's got to hide. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, that, that's all right. Got to have a laugh. And uh, I drove one out. We've got some obscure companies. We're, we're not just sending them to our majors. We're looking after everyone. So everyone on our EBA list, as Andy said, in excess of 200 little companies. And some of these companies might just be a mum and pop company that, that did a job two years ago and, and picked up an EBA. So I, I think I launched on one of them. I ended up at a home address out in Warburton, <laughs> of all places, drove in this beautiful house. And I, I saw the car there and I thought, look, I'm not going to knock on the door. So I rolled up this EBA. I did a little cover letter, explained who I was, left my business card, 
put it in the in the mailbox. <laughs> About half an hour later, I get a call from an irate homeowner saying that that person doesn't live here anymore, and someone shoved an enterprise bargaining agreement in his letterbox, and and that he wants nothing to do with it. I said, do you want me to come back and pick it up? No, no, no. Don't want your union car anywhere in my street. So you know that's all right. I might go around and shove a whole bucket load of them there. That's it. Yeah. Um, Billy and I, we were up in the sticks. I don't even know where we were. I don't think Billy did either. But uh, I tell you what, we, we did hand delivered some of these into the letterbox of some of the, the business owners. And uh, next time they went and tell me they're not making money, I've well, got news. <laughs> they're doing all right. Don't worry about that. I had Good one, luck to them. I had one of the houses yeah, had a it. moat, Andy, it was that big, <laughs> and a drawbridge. <laughs> Phenomenal. Well, some of the houses Billy and I was saying it was mind boggling. And then we wimped it off back to the west. So, no, so good. reality check. So moving forward, Paris, for, with the agreements, once the company's been given issued a copy of them, um, the next thing is a representational uh, notice of representational... That's right. We've set out all of our notice of rep rights notices to all the employers that have been given the EBA, so all they have to do now is notify their workforce. That could be as simple as a, a text to everyone saying there's an EBA back at the office. Uh, if anyone wants one available to them, they can send them one out, or they could just post the EBA on, on the notice board in, in the canteen of, of the workplace. Once everyone has a look at that, then it's up to a, a vote, uh, which needs to happen more than seven days after they've seen the EBA. There's a few things involved there, but um, if, if any employers out there, just call Paul Coffey, our, our industrial officer, and there's a whole email trail that has to happen now. Unfortunately, with regulation, we can't just say, yep, they've signed it, happy days. You pretty much got to get everyone's thumbprint on the on the damn thing with a, an email trail about 15 miles long. Mm. But uh, that's all right. That's regulation. As we've always said, it's easier to run a casino in this country than it is to run a union. So no troubles at all. We'll we'll play ball. Well, one makes money. You won't protect money. So there you difference. go. But uh, you know, and you're right. And it's grooming. We believe it's up to standard. It'll go into fair work, and I have no doubt that it'll it'll come back with. Um, Amendments, it'll need amendments, this, that, the other. Nothing ever goes straight through. And I was talking to Paul about it, and he said you can send the same agreement into two different people and they'll give you two different versions of it. So I mean, the question's got to be asked, do they actually have any idea what they're doing? Or is it just uh, nitpicking at the best? I noticed so from you, their agreement went in and come back to something, something they need to make 20-odd changes. Now, that could be just a matter of... Of dotting your T's yeah. and crossing your I's, you know. Shall not, will not sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, will instead of shall. That's what they get. Do what we do to get an agreement up and running for our companies. And, uh, Any, anyhow, so, something interesting happened this week. Andy got to choose the track. <laughs> so we're, we're, what are you going out with there, Andy? ZZZ Top. There you go. Well, you told me it was Savage Garden. Don't, don't be listening to this if you're on the uh, Eastern Freeway because it, it's a cruising, driving song. Rumors spread around in that Texas town About to shack outside the game You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you're gonna go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. I'm racing. 
the 11th of September is National Walk Safely to School Day. During COVID-19, we need to support children who are learning from home. No matter where they are, children need to be physically fit to be mentally fit. It's a great reminder to all children and adults that walking regularly is the best exercise. So put your feet first and walk plenty in 2020. And remember, active kids are smarter kids. Find us on walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Walk Safely to School Day is a 3CR supporter. Tune in to Uprise Radio every first and third Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR. With Jackson and James, we're bringing you the in-depth analysis of what's happening in the world all in just 30 minutes. You can listen live to air or you can find us on demand. 3cr.org.au. Stay tuned. 
that song, Johnny? Oh, that was great. Good old cruising. Loved it. Reminds me when I was in Texas driving down Route 66 drinking an ale. <laughs> Beautiful. Those, those days might be a few potatoes. I don't know. Backyard battery dogs. <laughs> yeah, anyway, still having a bit. Yeah, staring at the next door neighbour's bus. <laughs> oh, is that still there, Andy? It's still there, please. He's just right. wouldn't sound a ski boat, my God. Oh, to go with the bus. Yeah, to go with the just bus. Just to get up there to Lake Epilock when he can. <laughs> I wish he'd go. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so there's still some jobs going, Johnny. You now you've got a couple coming up in the West, that big, massive one. It'll be a good job for our blokes. Yeah, 100%. The FDC job coming up, that'll be an excellent job. There's a new Hutchies job that started up as well, which is a data centre. There's, there's a few data centres going around, um, which is good work for our members. Obviously, we've got the Derrimut one. Now, we've got another one down in Truganina. Um, have to pop in there the next few days just to see um, how the boys are going. Um, uh, that FTC job, that'll be massive. It's a big mechanical. Huge mechanical and roofing. Roofing and fire. And fire. Probably that'd be for sanitary, but there'll be a lot of ingrams and whatnot. But that'll be a ripper job for our members. Yeah, it's, I think it's a $160 million job, so it'll be... Uh, we'll be getting a representative on that side as well. We will. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom out there. In I've got a half a dozen schools out in the southeast that are running at 100% labour, which is good. Um, got the boys from uh, Creative and Tobin Plumbing and Croft uh, uh, Air. Oh, Frank. Old Frankie. Good old Frankie. He was happy enough to uh, look at the EBA and give me a wink. So good on you, Frank. <laughs> good on you, mate. Give all the uh, thumbs up. Yeah. Um, also got Monash Emergency Hospital that's running at 100%, uh, and Monash Heart Hospital. The boys from I guess you're out there doing a ripper job, as I usually do. Um, and I was out at Cerberus yesterday, and that's gone from 25% to 50% uh, labour since Tuesday. So well, that's, that's, good that's some good news. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so unfortunately, you know, we've still got a lot of members that aren't back in the workforce, but it's, I do recall back in the, in the uh, early 90s after Melbourne Central there when it was a recession we had to have. You are about 40 then, Ant, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit younger than that, so. But uh, I didn't work for 18 months or two years in the construction industry. It was that bad. There wasn't one crane in the city. But there were still people working, so, you know, it's, it's, it's good for the ones that are working, but it's shit for the ones that aren't. But um, unfortunately, this, this pandemic, it's not just Melbourne based or Victoria based, even though the rest of Australia seem to think it is, but it's mm -hmm. not. It's worldwide and uh, we're not the only country that's got it. We'll have to battle on through. Well, compared to a lot of the other countries out there, Andy, we're doing quite well. You know, I know they're talking about all this recession stuff, which is true. Um, and you, you look at the, um, the Treasurer, Federal Treasurer with a smile on his face, almost um, announcing that. But anyway, um, people are hurting, not, not doubting that. But um, compared to a lot of other countries out there, we're, we're still doing OK. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, the word recession, he's got a smile on his face because industrial reforms, that's what he's thinking. Exactly uh, right. Exactly. Um, cutting the crap out of uh, awards and, you know, having a go at our agreements and, you know, who knows what else. So, as you said before, Andy, they say you never get a... Never let a pandemic or a crisis get away from you. No doubt this stinking federal government will let the, you know, won't let it get away from them. Oh, man, he, he, was, on the, he was on the TV last night, that he said... Uh, Josh Frydenberg. Josh Frydenberg. And uh, when they were asking about, you know, the debt of the country, he kept on referring back to Victoria and the pandemic in Victoria. And we, Victoria needs a way out. Yeah, well, we do. Hello. No shit, Cheryl. Of course we do. But what about the rest of Australia, champ? 
Because yeah. it's not a recession in Victoria, it's a recession in Australia. So what are your plans and the federal government and that other imbecile, his, his boss, smirk and all he does is smirk and uh, just sits behind in the back and just... I know what their plans are, mate. Well, Cut, cutting red tape and yeah. um, having a crack at um, more casualisation of the workforce. Of course. Yeah. Um, you can see what happens into the elderly care or aged care. What well, uh, happens in the they cut the cut the um, guts out of that, and then now look what's happened to the aged care. Look at the position they're in now. Yeah, and, and it's disgraceful that there's a worldwide pandemic, but somehow we managed to make this a state issue. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. it just goes it's to mind-boggling. It shows you how strong um, Victoria's economy is. So, but look, you know, even the prime minister, you'll get up and talk all all that. Um, garbage, but then you'll go off to the football or the, or the, um, the rugby, you know, so the yeah. So. Well, they've got a plan. They know they're going to use a pandemic, as you said, so I'm going to cut all the, they'll cut all the red tape, what they need to do, and just go straight after the awards. They'll drop the awards. Casualisation of all industries, and the proof of putting, you know, just the nurses and the, the, the you know, the, the meat works, where a lot of these pandemics stem from. They were casuals and not knocking the people, they've got to work. But if they get crooked, they don't get sick days. So if they get crooked, they've got to come in to earn a quid. If they don't work, they don't get paid. Yeah. And there's no bigger proof than the meat works. And then, as you said, Simon, the, the aged care, which, and I know from experience with my poor mum when she was in it, when she was alive, it's just it's, it's an absolute disgrace the way they treat some of the people. And those, those filthy, rotten owners. That's all they are. They're just they're, they're just leeches, just taking money off families in the pretense that they're going to look after their loved ones. It was, de- it was deregulated basically for the private uh, sector sector of the um, age. Scomo signed off on it. Yeah. So they had a form. Out, there was a paper out saying that they would cut 150 million or 250 billion dollars out of the aged care. Yeah. Budget. The state-run um, health, uh, elderly health, or. Uh, Early care has um, actually got reg- regulations with patient ra- yeah. ratios and all that. The way it uh, should be done. Yeah, you know which care. one. You know which uh, one you'd want to be in. If Definitely. You, you want your parents to be in anyway. Yeah. What are you all looking at me when you talk about aged care? <laughs> you haven't got far to go, champ. <laughs> we'll, we'll come and visit yeah, we'll you. Come. We'll, we'll call up. You know what I mean. Well, I'll send a taxi round for the retired members function each year for you, mate. Well, mate, if I'm going, I'm taking along you with me. You hobble around as it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, can you make sure it's a state run one, not a private one? Definitely. Have we spoken about the footy yet? The grand final? Yeah. Very well, yeah, yeah. We, we sort of touched on that, but funnily, Johnny mentioned the, the NRL, so the rugby league grand finals on the Sunday. So it's just going to be an absolute weekend of sport. Yep. yep. Which will be good. Hopefully, uh, you know, well, it'll be a nice warm one, Saturday 24th of October. Beautiful. Nice. Normally, you sort of just getting a T-shirt's out come grand final. Now we'll be right in the thick of it. Well, it'll be, it'll be right for us. I don't know how the wives are going to handle it because it's like <laughs> you can't go. Yeah. You've got the races, you've got the rugby, you've got the Aussie rules. Yeah, definitely. Talking about the AFL, um, yeah. I, I couldn't care less where they play, you know, if it means they're playing it up in the Gabba or, or spotty footy ground, I couldn't care less. But more importantly, Friday before is a public holiday. Yeah. That's been announced, so I'm happy about that. No, no doubt all the members will uh, too, Johnny. Yeah, so the Friday before... The Friday before is still um, gazetted, so it's still a public holiday. It was announced by the um, okay, Premier. perfect. Mr Andrews. So, Magnificent. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be happy about that. Oh, Good. Hopefully they uh, can lift some of the fishing um, 
Uh, <laughs> Always comes back to the squidlings. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I'd, I'd you know, try not to be critical of the state government, but I just can't understand. I know your base is sitting there at the base on. So if you go squidling on a nice sunny day with no breeze and you're in a boat by yourself, what the hell? I just think they wanted to stop any movement. Yes, I understand that, but where Simon is, I just... Well, if you look well, down at Altona um, ramp, a boat ramp, you've got about 45,000 <laughs> folks there trying to launch at the same time, so I think that's what the state government was yeah. trying to prevent. Yeah, I get that. Anyway, unlike you, aware of yourself, Andy, you can just sort of walk out, can't you? Just no, I don't know. That's 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 pretty full on too. Because Ramsey got his boat, Altona. 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 Yeah. It's not a boat, it's a yacht. Yeah, I saw it. Mr. Simmons borrowed it off him. Yeah, that's the one that was on the news the other day. That's right. <laughs> Rough. Now yeah. Ramsey wants it back. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Yeah. All right, magical. So, any cheerios? Yeah, Billy Jolly just texted in and said we're doing a great show. Oh, I meant any, any cheerio. Yeah, yeah, it was going to... Is there anyone, anyone we need to sing out to? Yeah, cheerio to Sydney. He was on his, <laughs> he's on his way to a meeting for the AP's boys. So all right. Cheerio to the AP's boys. Oh, yeah, boys. good. Yeah, fair, fair, fair play. A cheerio to all the members sitting at home doing it tough at the moment. Um, Absolutely. Let's hope you get back to work. Um, as AP. As possible. We are doing things. I know some of in the sprinkler industry, some of the apprentices... Um, unfortunately, we're getting laid off, but I've spoken with the NFIA, and they'll be notifying all the all the um, companies in Melbourne to pick up the apprentices before they're putting new ones on. Hopefully. All right. Yep. Happy days. We'll see you in a fortnight. Hopefully. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.